On this month's show, we're talking about new model manufacturer tours, Pacific Northwest rally updates, and the upcoming Inland Northwest motorcycle show. It's all coming up on this month's episode of the Sound Rider Show. Support for Sound Rider and the Sound Rider Show is made possible by Skagit Power Sports. Check out the North Sound's largest selection of bikes from names like Yamaha, Kawasaki, KTM, and Suzuki. Located just off I-5 in Burlington, Skagit Power Sports also features a large selection of riding gear, apparel, and an experienced staff to help you along the way. Visit Skagit Power Sports today. This is Chef Jeremy from Pecos Pit Barbecue. Let's open up the smoker and get the show on the road. And now live from the Crow's Nest Studio in beautiful downtown Broadview, Washington, Join us for the latest episode of the Sound Rider Show, a candid hour featuring the people, places, and things that make up the fabric of one of the top motorcycle riding destinations in the world. And now, here are your hosts, Tom Merritt and whoever else happens to drop by today. Welcome, riders from all over the Pacific Northwest, all over the North American continent, and all over the world, and the universe as well. You have made it to the Soundwriter Show. This is our March episode, 2022. I'm Tom Marin, the publisher. And in the background there, we've got the writer at large, Jennifer Poole. Hi, everybody. So, um, you know, I was just kind of looking over the other day about how manufacturers are getting around the fact that, like, in our market, we don't have a big-time international motorcycle show anymore. True. And uh, one of the first things that I noticed, and this may have been going on for a few years, I, you know, I, 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 just, I never notice anything right away. But uh, Portland Auto Show is going to have motorcycles this year. Cool. So uh, when is that? <laughs> I don't have the date on it. Um, I got a note from Moto Corsa the other day telling me that they were going to have a booth in there. And I'm sure people like the Lamphires and so on are jumping in and getting booths in there as well. Cool. That's so, great. So that's good. Yeah, I'm happy to see that. I, I haven't seen that happen up here yet with the Seattle Motorcycle Show. Maybe because the costs are just sky high on that venue and nobody can afford to go in. But uh, I'd go back to the Seattle Auto Show if they had motorcycles. Sure, sure. Yeah, I know. We have so few opportunities to, unless we're going to go, you know, on a tour to the dealerships, you know, to have a bunch of bikes in one place. We just don't get that very often anymore. Yeah. Another thing I've noticed over the last few years uh, maybe I should say the last few, few years, because so, like the last two years, nothing been going on. But um, about three or four years ago, Triumph had a big uh, party down in downtown Seattle at a, at a large venue down there. So it wasn't just like we're going to have demo rides today. It was like, come on down here. We'll get you food, get some drinks, and check out the new models. And so I'm starting to see more of that happening. Um, Ducati has announced what they call the Ready for Red Tour, which I guess they may have done it last year as well. Like I say, I don't really know what's going on. So, um, But I'm seeing that, and we'll talk about those dates when we get to the calendar section. Sure. and then I, I don't know, you know, I, I know uh, we've, we've got a, a KTM demo tour coming up 
Uh, but that looks like a demo tour where you can go out and ride. We've had those for years. Right. But uh, I, I don't know. You know, I was thinking about the numbers. You know, if you were like Ducati, um, you, would, you, would, you would do this Ready for Red tour and you would come up to Seattle and you would take a little venue and you would have some food and some drinks. And, and at the end of the, the event, it's only like a two-hour event, um, the cost must be ridiculously less than what they were paying for giant booth space down at the – back when we had the International Motorcycle Show. That's a good point. Sure, yeah. And then you've got you know an opportunity for people to get together and hang out and talk about bikes, and that's – great too. <laughs> they don't have enough yeah, and they capture everybody's attention 100% rather than just people bopping around sitting on bikes. Right. Yeah, that's so, a great idea. I'd go to one of those events. <laughs> so, well, you know, we'll we'll see how this continues to evolve. Um and then you tipped me off to one of the craziest things I've seen. Uh, but it all kinds of makes sense. Kawasaki has put an H2 motor into a very large drone. Yes. Uh, so, right, right. Uh, so the, the H2 engine, so they, they supercharged that. That's a 310 horsepower, horsepower motor, which is just a monstrous Well, motor. hey, if you're going to supercharge, you put a turbo on there too, right? Right. Yeah, I mean, hey, why not? What, what, sky's the limit. And, it's only yeah. a drone. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, so they, they envision using this for uh, freight transport. Um, it can uh, lift and haul up to 220 pounds. So, uh, you know, that's that's substantial. And so, the anyway, they use this motorcycle engine for something that's uh, completely, <laughs> completely different, and, and it's going to get them you know, some, some capabilities in freight moving that, uh, that's going to be unique and, and quite impressive uh, what they're doing with that motor. So, yeah, that was a, an interesting uh, article that I found, and, and uh, wow, quite impressive. So I, as I read through, I, I was uh, – by the way, the article, if you want to read it, is in Adventure Rider somewhere. Um, you just do a search when you get to that site. Um, Kawasaki is, you know, known for industrial type products, not just motorcycles. Right. And, um, so it, it, it actually made a lot of sense because this motor was designed to be super lightweight and efficient and powerful. So a drone is a perfect adaptation to put that into. Exactly. Yeah. So, uh, but you know how uh, much that motorcycle cost? I think they're like forty grand now. I, I, yeah, I remember keeping tabs on that when they first came out, and and you know watching a lot of the videos, and uh, but yeah, I think it was forty or fifty grand on those. So it's going to be one of the most uh, most expensive drones around, possibly. I don't know. Sure. Yeah, and weren't they they that motorcycle when they were selling that was uh they were selling that with no warranty whatsoever. (laughs) (laughs) You're probably gonna crash it in the first ten miles, anyways. Right. I think that's the case. So uh, you know, maybe that's the uh, I don't know how they're handling the the drone and the warranty on that. But uh, you know, if they've got industrial applications for that, then I could see where they they could have some demand for that for that capability. I think they should send one out on a MotoGP tour to do all the camera work with. There you go. Uh, you know, or even haul the bikes around. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, I, I was thought, you know, uh, both you and I would qualify. We're both under 220 pounds. If we crash on our bike somewhere, maybe we get pulled out by a H H2 drone. Sure, yeah. I'd go for a ride on that drone. <laughs> I'm going to sign up for that insurance. Right? Yeah. Yeah, that, that needs to be one of the attractions at the MotoGP events. They can go for a drone ride on the, the H2 Motor Kawasaki drone. All righty. Well, hey, we got a good show coming up. We got some news bites coming up. We got a calendar, and then we got an interview with Chris Cody from the Spokane Motorcycle, or the, uh, <laughs> I can never get it right, Inland Northwest Motorcycle Show. And um, we'll take a little break, and we'll be right back. Support for the Soundwriter Show is provided in part by. Valentine Motorworks, Seattle's independent service shop specializing in BMW motorcycles and beyond. Call or visit them to discuss your next service or restoration project soon. Find them online at valentinemotorworks.com. Hi, I'm Dan. One of my favorite rides is Chuckanut to Bellingham at 6 a.m. or just when the sun's coming up and there's no traffic on the road. Hello, this is Bill Woods with Sodium Distortion Racing. You're here listening to The Sound Rider Show. Tom Marin, and we've got some news bites coming up. Tom, what do you got? Oh, first thing I got is uh, I mentioned that I got a, a notice from Moto Corsa, and also in that notice was a list of about six track days that right. they're going to put on. So if you are interested in getting into a Moto Corsa track day, you're going to want to go to their website, motocorsa.com, and they'll have all the dates there. And I Pretty sure they have the links where you can sign up now as well. Tom, did you notice, are they are they at Pacific Raceways or the Ridge, or are they going back and forth between the two? Because I know some of the track day vendors use one or the other. Or uh, or is this down at the Portland? Well, they're okay, so they're using PIR, and they're using the Ridge. And I think gotcha. what it came down to is they're probably piggybacking on the OMRA schedule. Okay, that makes sense. Sure. A lot of people do that. Sure. You because know, then you already that, have your, your ambulance yeah. down there and all that stuff. Right. Yeah. Speaking of that, I noticed that, uh, yeah, even the, the Moto America, they Aprilia's got a, a track day or a racer a training day tacked onto uh, the, the Moto America events, too. So I think that's a, that's a, a model that tends to work because, like you say, you've got all the resources out there already. Yeah. I don't know why I put this under news bites. It really should be under the calendar, but I'm going to run it down now because here it is. Uh, KTM Demo Tour is announced, and uh, the truck will be in Kent, Washington. On and I'm, What's that little dealer down there? Nash. Uh, I assume it would be at Nash on April 30th, and then uh, on May 14th, they'll be in Portland. 
and I'll get this plugged into the calendar. I'll get the locations and all that in. I don't know uh, down in Portland. I don't know if that's CC anymore or not. I was trying to figure that out the other day. I couldn't tell if they were still doing KTM or not. So I'll get it sorted out, and we'll get it updated in the calendar. Sounds good, yeah. And if you're interested in, you know, particular demo tours, obviously go to the manufacturer's website, and they're all starting to post their their events and their demo days. So, uh, you know, I, we'll we'll just start seeing more and more of those come up, and uh, those are always fun fun events and a great chance to uh, ride some bikes you might not otherwise have a chance to ride. So, give us an update on the uh, Tour Tech Rally West. Sure, yeah, the Tour Tech Rally West, that's out in Plain, Washington in June, uh, runs at the same time as uh, Moto America at the Ridge. So, uh, but if you're, if you're planning on heading out to the Tour Tech Rally, um, if you are, if you've got something to share, some wisdom, expertise, knowledge, if you want to be a presenter, they've still got room for that. Um, if you go to their website, um, you might want to, you might need to go to the contact page and, and reach out to them. If you're on their mailing list, um, you know, then that's where I found out about that. So they are still looking for folks who, who want to uh, round out some of those, um, the events and the, uh, the presentation. So if you've got something to share, uh, they'll, they'll consider it. All righty. And another rally that's coming back this year is the Chief Joseph Rally. <coughs> that's also going to be in June down in John Day, Oregon. And what I know about that at this point is that registration opens in April and the uh, capacity is going to be capped. So you're going to need to sign up ahead of time. And the sooner you do, the better chance you have of getting to go to the rally in the first place. It does not look like there's going to be a walk-up at this point, which kind of breaks my heart because I was thinking I was going to ride down if I felt like it. But – I don't know. Um, Also, uh, right now, if you go to the uh, BMW Oregon Club, to their website, and you can get to that from our uh, club's database on SoundRider, the vendor signups are active now. So if you want to be a vendor at the Chief Joseph Rally in June, you can notify them off their website and – that will I think I think it's bmwro.org is the website address. Okay. Yeah, and you there's know, no uh, additional charge to be a vendor. You just need to pay a well, registration fee. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, and I, you know I think TourTech also has room for more vendors too. So you could go from one event right up to the other one, and uh, yeah, really uh, uh, have a have a great uh, have a great June. I would not expect that you would only pay a vendor a uh, registration fee to do the Tour Tech Rally. Right. Yeah. So. Yeah. I know in years past it's not been that way. So. Right. Uh, Let's see. Okay, then there's going to be the the people from the International Motorcycle Show Progressive IMS is doing outdoor shows. Right. Yep. Yep. The IMS tours outdoors now. So they they just put out their schedule and uh, you know as as we're all painfully aware, they quit coming to Seattle <laughs> a number of years ago. Uh, so if that's something you want to check out, the, the nearest location to us is going to be Santa Mateo in uh, Northern California. And that's San, San Mateo. San Mateo. Yeah. Santa Mateo. Santa County, Mateo so. is something you do only in December. <laughs> okay. So that's out uh, mid-October and that's uh, that's about an 11 or 12 hour 
trip that's without stopping. So, well, I'm so glad to see them doing that again because, you know, they, they had been doing the Bay Area and then they bailed on the Bay Area about four years ago. Yeah, they, they do have a, a Orange County or somewhere in the L.A. area. I think it's the other California location. Long so, Beach. You know, Oh, I don't know where. Yeah, I think they are doing it in L.A., but I don't know exactly where. I know they've in the in the years past they've used the Long Beach Convention Center, but because it's an outdoor thing, they're probably using okay. a whole different venue now. Sure. Yeah. So if you so. want to take a trip and uh, check that out, that's uh, you know they've got other locations. If you're going to travel, you want to go to Chicago or somewhere, then you know if you're if you got travel plans, check and see where they are because maybe you can uh, tag that onto your trip. And their website's an easy one to remember. It's MotorcycleShows.com. Got an online women's motorcycle conference coming up. Let us Tell us about that. Yeah, it's going to be a two-day event that's online, uh, March 4th and 5th. And that's at 8 a.m. to 5 or 6 p.m. both days. And and you can pay a $57.00. Uh, registration fee that gets you live access to the to the two-day event or um, you can pay $97 and that gets you live access but it also gets you the recordings Um, so and that's uh, got an education focused theme this time around Um, you can go to womensmotorcycleconference.com and check out the lineup and uh, get your tickets I think that directs you out to Eventbrite uh, but you can get your tickets and and uh, support that event and check that out if you want to get an online event fix for uh, for the off season. Yeah, you know, I I like it. I like I like the the way people are doing this, and um, yeah. I think that you know they've always had a, a women's motorcycle conference of some kind going on, and I think it's tough to make money at those when you're doing them in a live venue where you got to pay all this expenses on. You know the the facility itself and insurance and all that, and now you go to this you go to this um, you know Zoom type of thing, and right. all of a sudden all your costs drop immensely. Right, and then you know you get people from all over the world that are able to participate. And, yeah, uh, you know they've got some uh, you know how to buy a used bike. I noticed was one of the seminars, and they've just got a whole bunch of a variety of. Of, uh, of different uh, offerings for that. So it looks pretty cool. Yeah. Well, this was another one that you came up with that I ha- I didn't know anything about. KOA has a new grant application program called Get Out There. Yeah, the KOA Get Out There grant is, is uh, they've got an application deadline of March 31st. And, and if you don't know KOA, that's, uh, I think it's Campgrounds of America, but spelled with the letter K instead of C. Um, and, you know, the, the KOA campgrounds, uh, they tend to have uh, RV camping, tent camping and cabins, which if you're, you know, if you're motorcycling and, and you don't want a tent camp uh, there, it's sometimes a really nice option because, uh, it, you know, then you, you don't have to freeze. <laughs> they have heated cabins. Um, and so it's, it's uh, like glamping almost. Um, so it, it, it give, opens up your opportunities for uh for travel on a motorcycle without having to pack a tent. Uh, but their, their get out their grant is, is for, to help uh, with, uh, you know, a, a dream adventure, a wild outdoor adventure that that's been out of reach. And so those grants range from a thousand to $5,000 uh, to help somebody, uh, you know, if they've got a trip they've always wanted to take. So, 
Um, if, you know, if that sounds appealing to you, I think they, you know, if they grant these, uh, if they allow these grants or, you know, whichever ones they accept, they'll, they'll be sending a film crew with you and, uh, you know, capturing some of the, the story that goes along with your dream adventure. So that sounds like an appealing way to uh, support a, a vacation and a, a wild outdoor dream, then uh, check that out because uh, it's a cool opportunity to take a, take a trip that maybe you haven't been able to afford. Yeah. Yeah. I like to use the KOAs. I use a clean. Yep. Yep. And uh, I have rented a cabin before because it was just raining like crazy. And I hey. said to the person I was riding with, hey, you know what? I don't want to set up a tent tonight. And he said, yeah, let's just get a cabin. And we did. That was a right. good deal. And they, you know, they have showers and, uh, yeah, it's nice to be able to get warm and dry. Sometimes. Some of the nice ones have uh, hot tubs. Oh, nice. I've stayed yeah. at the one in Salt Lake several times, and that has hot tubs in it. And uh, cool. the ones up in Montana, some of them have hot tubs, so... Outdoor kitchens, all kinds of cool stuff. Yeah, barbecue <laughs> grill. Uh, yeah, it's a it's a great option and another way to to uh, make your travel plans a little easier to to uh, sort out. So we were talking last month on the show about a MotoGP uh, purchase you could make and get you know unlimited watch all the past races and that sort of thing. But now there's like. A different thing coming to Amazon Prime? Tell me about that. Yeah, the MotoGP Unlimited series that kicks off March 14th on Amazon Prime. And what that is is an eight-episode. It's like a little behind-the-scenes docu-series that follows uh, riders and team managers, similar to uh, like the programming that was done with Formula One that took people behind the scenes and brought people into the background stories that that raised and significantly increased the viewership and popularity of Formula One racing. And so I think the idea is, you know, do the same thing with MotoGP and then you have more a larger fan base and more people interested in in that sport and also gives people a really greater understanding of what goes into that in terms of managing a team and dealing with the the you know the technology on the motorcycles and what the riders have to do as athletes to train for that physically and mentally and so I think it just brings more people into into the sport in a, a way that has been pretty out of reach you know up until you know not seeing if you just watch a race and you know I, those of us who ride obviously have some appreciation for what might go into that <laughs> but if you know when you're competing and especially competing at that level it's a whole different, uh, you know, it's a whole different experience and a whole different, really a whole different world. And so it, it just takes you, gives everybody a little peek into that world. Well, you're, you're, you're dealing with a global circuit. So, you know, global. every country you go into and what you have to go through for all that and trying to talk to other people and, man, yeah, I'm going to look yeah. forward to watching that. Yeah, I think that'll be uh, really cool to see. And, and, you know, you think about the riders at that level and, you know, they're all so highly skilled and so amazing. And, you know, even the worst rider is, you know, maybe two seconds behind the best rider, you know, two seconds is nothing, you know, Uh, it's just fractions of a second. You know, there's just so much that goes into being able to compete at that level. Well, you got to put the right camshaft in, you know, (laughs) oops, no, we're not supposed to do that. I forgot. (laughs) 
right. It's so tragic watching, uh, you know, somebody take off or not be able to take off and get through one lap, and then they've got some kind of technical problem with the bike. Oh, it's just such a nightmare. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I bumped into a thing. There's a, a factory in Madrid called the Gal Factory, G-A-L. And I guess they manufacture either bikes or parts for bikes. Uh, they've taken part of the factory and they've turned it into a museum. And they are going to be showing 300 different Spanish-made bikes, bikes that were made in Spain. So, uh, you know, the obvious names are like Montesa. Oso, uh, Bull Taco, surprisingly. I was almost thought they made those down in Oregon. but Is Gas Gas also Spanish? Who? Uh, Gas Gas? Are they a Spanish-based? I'm not sure. No, I think, I they're, I think Gas Gas is uh, Italian. Oh, okay. okay. I think we cool. learned that from the uh, Dakar rally this year. Missed that part. Uh, so, well, that's cool. That's uh, and, and is that that's going to be opening soon or in the world? Yeah, it's supposed to be opening up soon, and it's kind of like an unlimited thing. But I wonder, you know, um, I bet you if you go to the to the Golf Factory website, uh, they're probably going to have some photographs of some of these bikes in there. So, if you want to look at some of that eye candy, you can probably do it online. Sure. Yeah. Maybe we get some uh, video tours that'll start popping up at some point. And there's a clothing manufacturer in France called Bering. They pr- they produce motorcycle gear, and uh, they're going to bring a jacket to market called the Portland Jacket. And the unique thing about this jacket is it's made of all recycled materials. Oh, wow. So, you know, is, is the day coming soon when I can just bring a bag of bottles down to a machine and stuff them in and get a motorcycle jacket out of it? Uh, wouldn't that be amazing? You can take your recycling and pick out your jacket design. Yeah, and, I just uh, type in my size and what my <laughs> arm lengths are. Right. If I wanted 600 denier or 1200 denier. There you go. Yeah. Oh, All but right, you know what would be horrible? If, like when it's making the jacket, it says, uh, oh, we need more bottles. Give us more. And you don't have any more bottles. <laughs> right. And then some guy will stick some aluminum cans in there, and you'll get this, like, you know, super sharp jacket out of it. I don't know. Yeah, what could possibly go wrong with that approach? Yeah, well, okay, so uh, we're coming up with crazy ideas now. Let's take a little break, and we'll come back with a calendar. Support for the Soundwriter Show is provided in part by Cycle Barn of Smoky Point, your destination location for all things Honda, Yamaha, Kawasaki, and KTM. Featuring a large showroom and fully staffed service area, the Smoky Point Cycle Barn is the place to come and compare all the latest models, have your bike serviced, and shop for aftermarket apparel and parts. Visit them online at CycleBarn.com. Hi, I'm Mark from Seattle. I ride an R12 GS, and I like to ride around Mount St. Helens. Hey, everybody. This is Lee from Racer Gloves USA, and you're listening to The Sound Rider Show. We're back on the Soundwriter Show. I'm Tom Marin, the publisher. I'm here with our writer at large, Jennifer Poole. 
Hello. And we are going to get into some of the calendar activity that's going on this month and down the road. Uh, first thing we know is that uh, March 1st, the opening day of the Cafe to Cafe Grand Tour. And you were asking me last month, did I have all the cafes picked out? I was sure you did. And I, I do now. Surprised. I have yeah, all the cafes picked out and all the recommended roads picked out. Awesome. That's exciting. So those packages, they go out the 28th of February and should arrive at most people's homes on the 1st. Awesome. That's so, so great. You want to sign up for that? Just go to soundwriter.com and click the link for Cafe to Cafe. Uh, we had a little trials switcheroo go on Saturday, March 5th. Supposed to have had a trials competition up at Reader in Snohomish County, but they moved it down to Tonino. So you can go to our calendar page, click the link, and get to the uh, Puget Sound Trailers website, and that'll give you the details about where the new venue is. And that's just a one-day event, looks like. Yeah, only one day. Okay. Uh, Friday through Sunday, March 11th through the 13th, is the Inland Northwest Motorcycle Show. And. We will have an interview here shortly with Chris Cody, the producer of the show. Uh, and again, you can link to the show from the calendar page on Soundwriter. Yep, and that's out in Spokane. Go check that out. Yep. Uh, let's see here. Saturday, the 12th of March, is going to be the National American Snowbike Association. Round five at Diamond Lake in Oregon, down by Crater Lake. Oh, cool. So I, I would like to go to one of those one day. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, bundle up and, uh, yeah, that sounds like a lot of fun. But uh, <clears throat> I saw a picture online, and they had dug down into the lake about, I don't know, 10 or 20 feet, and they had ice all the way down. <clears throat> So there's no no doubt that that event is going to be happening unless we have like a, a solar flare up here in the next few days. Sure, sure. Okay. Now, where is that again? Where did, where did Diamond that Lake, which is down by Crater Lake. Oh, cool. All right. Great. So um, Wednesday, March 16th, it's the return of Backfire Moto. Uh, you know, Backfire Moto started up in – the Ballard district of Seattle about 10 or 12 years ago. And then it moved down to Georgetown and uh, now it's uh, moved back up to Seattle. And there's a little venue called the Backfire Moto Bar and that's where they have it right now. So if you're looking at where to go, you're going to go to Aurora where the Backfire Moto Bar is. And how's the parking there? They have their own little parking lot. Park on Aurora. There'll be free parking after 6 p.m. on Aurora. Good to know. And, you know, I think it, I think it, it does uh, Seattle good to, to cruise up Aurora on a Wednesday night and see a thousand motorcycles parked along <laughs> the road. <clears throat> Why not? Why not? Uh, Tuesday, 
March 22nd, we talked about it earlier, Ducati, Ready for Red. This uh, this event is going to happen in Portland at Moto Corsa at the shop. Right. You ever been to Moto Corsa in Portland? No. You know, I almost went, uh, you know, I almost did VIP one year for the uh, Portland Motorcycle Show because I think they usually do a host an event there. And I ended up, I wasn't able to get down there in time. But uh, it, I know they, they support a lot of events and a lot of the local riding community. And yeah. Everything. And the showroom is built out so that it can basically convert into a party space, lickety split. Yeah. And they have like a DJ and I mean, they can have a DJ. I don't, I'm not saying they have sure. one all the time, but. Yeah, um, definitely support them because uh, they support all of us and uh, it's a great relationship. And then the Ducati truck rolls up to Seattle the next day and um, the venue is not at a motorcycle shop. It's down in the Soto district. It's called 101. And it'll be going on there. Uh, 101 is specifically an event venue. So there's a small kitchen there. But uh, I saw the photographs of the venue inside. It's got all wood floors. It's kind of nice looking. Um, maybe they need to put a couple Soundwriter kickstand pads under those kickstands. I don't know. Sure. Yeah. Keep those floors clean <laughs> and unscuffed. Now, if you still feel like a couch potato by the end of the month, Friday through Saturday or through Sunday, uh, March 25th through the 27th, uh, dig around online, probably start with YouTube and look for clips from the Tokyo Motorcycle Show. Because I oh, think if right. you go looking for them Friday or uh, – uh, yeah, if you go looking for them Friday night, they will have already posted clips from the Friday because that was the day before. Right, right. You'll probably have some new uh, product launches and uh, some, some pretty good eye candy for that. Yeah. Uh, Saturday, the 26th of March, we've got Supercross at Seattle at the, uh, what do they call it now, Lumen Field. Yeah, always a good time. So that'll be happening. Um and and just so everybody knows, they're 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 the I think by that date the outdoor mask mandate is like gone, so you don't have to worry about any of that. Mm-hmm. But um, and then also on the twenty sixth, the uh, International Trials Association will be holding a trials competition down in the ever so fabulous town of Connell, Washington. Where is that? Connell, Washington, is above. It's north of the Tri Cities, along uh, just off of, of uh, 395. Okay. So it's kind of in the middle of nowhere, but they do have a gas station, so you'd be good with that. Fun. Yeah, I, you know, I think uh, watching the trials is always uh, really entertaining. <laughs> yeah, and this is, you know, this is more than just local stuff. This is an international trials association. So. Awesome. Uh, Saturday and Sunday, April 2nd and 3rd, the Desert 100 returns. And tell us, remind us where that is. That is out in, what I want to say, it's not Odessa. It's, it's in central Washington, but I can't recall the name of the little town out there. Uh, it's off I-90 before you get to Moses Lake. Cool. And you can link. You can link to. I, I think it's desert100.com, or you can just link there from our calendar, and that'll show you exactly where it is. Fun. Okay, so. great. 
yeah, lots of lots of things happening. Things are opening up. More events are getting scheduled. Uh, so there's there's plenty for uh, us motorcyclists to <laughs> to check out in different parts of the state and different parts of the Pacific Northwest have different things going on. So uh, there should be something within reach and something. And if like yeah, like you say, if you're couch potatoing it, you still got <laughs> plenty of of online events to check out as well. Yeah. Definitely. All right. We're going to take a break. And uh, when we come back, we'll have Chris Cody with the Inland Northwest Motorcycle Show. Support for the Soundwriter Show is provided in part by Rock Straps. Tired of bungee cords that fray and break? You need to up your game with the number one tie down among riders. Rock Straps make it easy to get the right fit, no matter how large or small the load you're securing. Order a pair today from the Soundwriter store at store.soundwriter.com. I'm Roy Barnes. I ride a BMW F650GS uh, 2009 with 130-some thousand miles on it. My favorite ride is wherever the road goes. Hi, my name is Russ. I'm with Trail Tale, and welcome to the Sound Rider Show. Soundwriter show. You got Tom Marin, the publisher. You got Jennifer Poole, writer at large. And uh, we've got a special guest on the line with us today. We got Chris Cody from the Spokane Motorcycle Show. Actually, it's called the Inland Northwest Motorcycle Show. Welcome to the show, Chris. Great to be here. So, uh, as I recall, about two years ago, you were getting all ready to start the show up. And about two hours prior, Something happened, and no show. And that's, that's right, Tom. As you, as we all know, the world changed two years ago, and that was the start. And so we unfortunately had to cancel the 2020 show. And now that things are opening back up, we are ready to gather together again, and we're going to have a great show here uh, March 11 through 13 here in Spokane. So I know a lot of people have been chomping at the bit for this show because it's been two years since we've had it and uh, hopefully the weather will be good and people can go from the west side over to the east side without too much trouble either so um let's just talk about some of the highlights on the show this year uh, you're going to do the indoor swap meet again um right give me the details if somebody has a a, a couple of truckloads of stuff they want to bring in or even a couple of boxes of stuff to sell uh, what do they have to do to get in to be able to have a spot in that section? Right. So the swap meet is is all indoors. It's one of the few indoor swap meets, you know, around. It's been growing bigger and bigger the until a couple of years ago. So we're we're back at it. People have got lots of parts in their garage. They can contact us by email, info at spokanemotorcycleshow.com. Tell us their interest and we'll get them an application and get them a spot. Is there any, any sort of fee on that? There is. We have 10, you know, 10 by 10 booths is how we break it up. And there, the rates change from the larger you buy. So the best thing to do is to give us an email and we'll go from there. Okay. So, Chris, you mentioned uh, 
uh, parts and whatnot, is that also if somebody's got a lot of riding gear and other kind of accessories and things like that, or is it more specifically focused on parts? Right. If you know if someone's got some some riding gear and things like that, you know, an individual, that's what the swap meets for is those guys that have been looking for those parts that have maybe they work on bikes or they have just odds and ends in their garage. You know, a lot of people just inherit things that they don't know what to do with because, you know, um, dad was a gearhead and they're not. And so they don't know what to do with all of dad's things. Um, and so that's what the swap meets really for the swap meets, not a place for, business promotion or the like uh, that's what the main show is for yeah inherit that's that's a good term you know i got like 92 catalytic converters that are just sort of laying around in my garage can i bring those over absolutely bring them on over <laughs> <laughs> oh so now, no i don't think you want to do that but. yeah not those uh, so, Chris, you've got uh, you have local dealers coming to show off bikes. And is there I know in past years there was uh, an emphasis on this is one of the few, if not the only bike shows where you could uh, make purchases on motorcycles. Is that happening this this time around? Exactly. The dealers are there they've got all the bikes shined up and you can buy right off the show floor. They've got great great incentives to buy this year and it's you know a lot of people just wait for the show because they know the dealers are going to have a great deal and they will wait for that moment and they kick off the riding season with their new bike here in march and, and it is a bit like when you go to the shop where you 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 know you talk to a sales guy you figure out hey yeah, i want to buy that bike and then a lot of the dealers i've noticed have a little sectioned off area where you go back in and you cut your deal and you do your F and I stuff. And, and it's just kind of like going to the, to the shop. Yeah. It's just like going to the shop. And, and what the cool thing about having a show with the dealers is it's all under one roof. So you can go sit on a Harley and you can go then sit on an Indian and you can go sit on a BMW and you can go back and forth and find that bike that's right for you. Just buy all three. Right, buy all three. (laughs) Uh, But you're right there at the show. You're not driving from dealership to dealership and getting in and out of your car. And uh, you you can sit sit on the bikes right there at the show and and make a decision. And how's the inventory looking this year? Inventory is looking okay. The dealers have really pressured the factories to get them some inventory. Uh, So, you know, everyone has some inventory challenges, but there's going to be a good showing at the show. And then you're going to have the bike-off competition as well again this year, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, the bike-off competition is a great way to guy, for guys to show off their bikes, uh, you know, modified customs, cruisers, vintage bikes. Uh, we have great prizes. We have five or six different categories, and we award trophies first through third in those categories. And then we also have a $500 cash prize for best in show and a $500 cash prize for people's choice so the general public gets to you know vote on that obviously and then uh, some select judges rate all the bikes and that's how we award those all righty is that all three days or you have one particular day that you do uh, awards for that uh, it's all three days but with the award ceremony will be the final hour of the show usually about three fifteen on sunday we'll we'll give out awards okay so the show ends at three on sunday the show ends at four on at Sunday. Four, okay. Yeah, but we normally do that about three fifteen, three thirty. We'll we'll do awards. Yeah, yeah. And uh, now, go ahead, Jim. 
I was just going to say in past years, it was a, a single price got you into the show all three days. Is that still how the structure of the pricing goes for uh, show entry? Yep. Yep. The, uh, the ticket to tickets are at the door, uh, $12. We ask that it's cash only, please. Uh, $12 gets you in all three days. So you can come Friday after work and then come back on Saturday and the, that one ticket will get you in all three days. We do have $2 off discount coupons at area local dealers here around Spokane. So stop into one of the dealerships and get you that uh, $2 off coupon and then kids 12 and under are free. Seven or 12? I thought I saw kids 12 under, on the website. Yeah, sorry. Kids under 12. Did I say seven? Okay. I meant 12. Kids under 12 are free. Okay. And, and then you uh, also, uh, go ahead, Tom. Uh, you're going to have the Cossacks back this year. And, and uh, I don't think the Cossacks have done much work in the last two years either. So it's going to be great for them to be able to get out and do their thing again. I hope they practice up before they come. Absolutely. Yeah. Great, great group of guys. If you haven't met the Seattle Cossacks, uh, amazing show that they put on. And, you know, the fun thing about these guys is they don't disappear. They're there to talk to you about their bikes. They're there to talk to you about their stunts. And uh, Jennifer and, and Tom, I know you guys have seen those. So I'll let you guys talk up the Seattle Cossacks. But uh, great show that we're, we're putting together. And there will be performances daily. We'll perform. The Seattle Cossacks will perform once on Friday three times on Saturday and twice on Sunday. And that's yeah, like the Cirque du Soleil for motorcycles. Cause they're uh, stacking themselves in pyramids and doing all kinds of uh, amazing uh, uh, stunts while moving on. Uh, and they're all riding vintage Harleys. Is that right? That's correct. And what I remember is there is a space indoors in the vendor area where they, they go to commune after they've done a, a show. So when Chris is talking about being able to talk to them, it's not like you're going to have to go outside and hope you catch one of them before he disappears. Uh, there's usually a few of them that, I, as I've noticed, that go back into the hall and hang out and talk to people there. Exactly right, Tom. Uh, the Great Gas Giveaway. Sounds like right. a sounds like a good ploy, but hey, I, I could use a hundred bucks for gas right now. Tell right. us about that. For sure. It's no, it's no ploy. It's a fan favorite. We've been doing it uh, for years at this show. And what we do is, is you come to the show, you enter to win a $100 gas card. And every two hours during the show, we will draw a name and we will hand out a $100 gas card. It's not one of those things where you, you set it and, you know, someone might win. Uh, we're, we're literally handing out $100 gas cards every two hours. And it's not like if I put my name in on Friday night, it's still in the bin on Sunday, right? No, it it actually is. We'll, oh, it we'll is. Okay. All the en- yeah, we'll keep all the entrants together. Uh, you do not have to be present to win. I, if we draw your name, I would call you after the show, and, oh, nice. and you will. Uh, I'll send you the one hundred dollar gas card. Yeah, that's good. One of the most user friendly shows I've ever heard about. <laughs> yeah. I mean, speaking of user friendly, you know, the we have it at the Spokane Fairgrounds, Spokane Fair and Expo Center. And the one cool thing about that venue is the parking is free. Uh, we don't have outrageous parking uh, fees or anything like that. Parking is free. And we all have also have special motorcycle parking up against the sidewalk. So it's always a really cool display of bikes that's uh, there just outside the show, too. Now, tell us about the indoor poker run. How do you pull that off? Right. So 
just as we you're, you're all familiar with poker runs, we're riding our our motorcycles from spot to spot. Uh, but instead, here we're we're inside the show, so we're not riding our motorcycles inside the show. It's just going from different booth, to different vendors to vendors. You go to a vendor, you draw a card, and you go to the next spot, and then we'll have the the best hands will win prizes. That is super great. What's the, um, you've got a shoe shine going on. Uh, that uh, everybody come and bring their really dirty, chunky motocross boots. No, you know, you could bring your dirty motorcycle, uh, your motocross boots, but yeah, the, um, Mike's mobile shoe shine is there helping us. And, uh, you know, I mean, it's funny people, you, you say people bring lots of boots, literally people will bring a crate of, of boots to shine up. Um, <laughs> and it's, it's funny, you know, you start out the weekend and he's kind of slow and people, people pick up on it that he's there and, because admission is good all weekend, they'll come back the next day and, and drop off a pair of boots and come back on Sunday to pick up the boots. So uh, Mike's mobile shoe shine gets real busy during the show. That's fantastic. I know I've got some, uh, some boots that could use some attention for sure. How about you, Tom? I could probably come up with a few. Yeah. <laughs> and find those old Harley boots in the back of my closet. There you go. The now, ones Chris, I got at the Nordstrom have... Rack. There you go. Uh, Chris, are you you have uh, roads in the area that you recommend that uh, people check out if they're riding riding into the show and want to catch some windy roads on the way? There's all sorts of different routes, and I, we could talk for hours on which way you're coming, northeast, southwest. But definitely some beautiful riding around here uh, with all the lakes that we have and, and mountains. You know, the mountains still have a little bit of snow in them over here and, and gravel. So do use caution on those windy roads, but definitely some good rides on, on this side of the state. I found some twisty roads up on the south side of town that went up in elevation last time I was out there. Yeah, the Palouse Highway, the Palouse Scenic by, uh, Byway is a, is a great ride. Oh, yeah. Uh, that's probably what you're talking about. Yeah. Well, I'm talking about when you head south from town up by the Huckleberry store there and you go up mm-hmm. the hill into that residential area, there's a whole bunch of twisties up in there. Right. So, all right, folks, the, Spo- the Inland Northwest Motorcycle Show, also known as the Spokane Motorcycle Show, is going to be Friday through Sunday, March 11th through 13th. Any details you need are going to be online at the, it is SpokaneMotorcycleShow.com, correct? Correct. SpokaneMotorcycleShow.com. All righty. All right. Well, thanks for coming on with us today, Chris. And I will be out there with uh, Riches. And, uh, oh, I, I want to make a mention, too. Uh, I'm glad to see that uh, Derek at Law Tiger stepped up, and he's your primary sponsor on the show this year. Great. Yeah. Uh, excited to have uh, Law Tigers as the presenting sponsor. Great group of guys. Uh, they'll be there at the show with all sorts of swag, and that's where you'll register for those $100 gas cards. All righty. All right. Well, I'll see you out there. Looking forward to it. Thanks for having me today. Jen and I will be right back with some tips and tricks. Support for the Soundwriter Show is provided in part by I-90 Motorsports, your east side destination for Honda, Yamaha, Triumph, KTM, Suzuki, and Can-Am sales and service. Does your taste for outdoor fun go beyond two wheels? I-90 Motorsports has you covered with a wide range of sleds, watercraft, UTVs, and side-by-sides, too. Check them out online today at i90motorsports.com. Hi, my name is Steve. I live in Edmonds. 
And one of my favorite places to ride on my GS adventure is up the Pyramid Pass. Hey, this is Greg Anderson from Cycle Barn, Smoky Point, and you're listening to The Sound Rider Show. We are back on the Soundwriter Show, and I want to put out a special thanks again to Chris Cody for coming on the show and getting us all jacked up about the Inland Northwest Motorcycle Show, presented by Law Tigers. (laughs) So uh, we don't like to leave the show without giving you a couple tips and tricks. Jen, what do you got today? Yeah, I just wanted to uh, share a few resources. Uh, for people if you're starting to plan trips and and uh, get your GPS maps updated and start looking at routes I wanted to I hang out with a lot of map making people <laughs> so um, for those of you who uh, who might be new to playing around with your GPS and or you know uh, some of you who have already been doing some of that work um, I just wanted to share a few free resources that you might not know about um, one of them is qgis.org um, and then another one is memory-map.com and then there's caltopo.com. Caltopo, um, as you might guess from the name, is California Topographic Maps, um, but they've got, they don't just have California. Um, but uh, in any case, you know, whatever you're doing with your GPS, if you need some some different map layers or some different functionality those are three great options I wanted to share with people to check out and hopefully, you know, you find one that you like and that works well with whatever interface you're using and gives you some options. These are all ones where you can, you know, uh, explore not just paved roads, but off road and, um, you know, do some backcountry exploring if you're an adventure rider. So, uh, so check those out and, and, uh, you know, start working now on, on getting your maps ready for the riding season so that you can just grab them and go. Yeah. You know, my rule is about the GPS. Make sure you know how to use it. <laughs> well, my rule is there's only two things you got to know about a GPS. Uh, and the first thing is you got to know how to use it. So you got that one, right? Right. <laughs> and then the second thing is you got to know when to tell it to beep off. Sure. <laughs> yeah, you know, they do have their limitations, and uh, for sure you can end up uh, somewhere you didn't expect to be. So uh, you definitely got to keep that in mind when you're, when you're out riding. Well, I'll tell you what. You send me all those links, and I will put together an article for the April issue. Excellent. And cool. I'll expand it even more. Very good. Yeah, that's a great, that'll be a great resource for people as they start planning their but, trips for the year. But that's going to come with a caveat. <laughs> what is that? You can't sue me if you crash when you're out <laughs> using any of those third-party things. That's right. Adventure at your own risk and map <laughs> yourself at your own risk. It's on you. It's on you to figure out what's going on. All right. Well, I got, I got, I don't know. I didn't do this tip before, did I? No, you haven't. We've been talking about it uh, off and on, and uh, I'm glad to see it on the list. So uh, let, let us know what you're thinking. Here's All right. That. So um, the tip is update your stretching free weight exercise circuit. Um, 
I have a physical therapist who put me back together after I hit the dog. Yep. And I don't go see him. I never need to go see him because he did such a wonderful job of putting me back together that I'm in good shape. But uh, I'm not getting any younger. And, uh, you know, things change in your body. And I was feeling some issues around my hips as I was aging. So I contacted him, and I first got to do a Zoom meeting with him. Didn't cost me a thing. Uh, and this this guy through Kaiser. And then uh, we both agreed that I could come in and show him the circuit I'm doing, and then we would update it. And so that's what I did. And now I've got a circuit of uh, 15 different things I do between stretches and free weights. And then uh, I get, you know, two hours of aerobics every day automatically anyways. And and the reason that I've, I think it's really important that people do this is because if you've ever been out on a ride and you start to feel all messed up, especially like if you try to do 200 miles in a day when you haven't been riding at all, uh, you need to know how to get yourself back right away instead of, instead of like mess your back up or anything like that. Yeah. So, when you say update, update your now, did you did you get specific uh, motorcycle riding specific recommendations? No, these are basically these are things that are specific to me based on what I do. So yeah, you can tell a, a, a physical therapist that you like to ride motorcycles, and sure. sometimes when you ride, you get a little sciatica, and sure. then he might say, "Well, you know, you should try this clamshell stretch." Um, the stretch I got for clamshell was, I, I actually got updated on what the clamshell is because my PT guy thought I was doing it too easy and I needed a little bit more, uh, <clears throat> challenge to actually lay, lay on my back and lift my butt up. And then I have to lift up one leg at a time okay. and it is quite the, quite the stretch, but, um, but it really helps a lot. And so, um, you know, I know when I'm out driving around in a car for a long time, I start to tighten it up. <clears throat> and I want to know what to do to get myself comfortable. So when I get back in the car, I've, I've actually pulled the car over the side of the road and laid down on the road and done different stretches and fixed myself back up so I can go for another hour or two. Yeah, I, you know, we, we, I think there, it's easy to forget how valuable stretching is, it, you know, even if they're, I mean, not the free weight and the strength training and, and uh, all of that's super important. I think it's easy to forget about the stretching. <laughs> and then the other one I, I want to, are you, do you work on grip strength? I think that's another one that I think particularly benefits motorcyclists and um, maybe one that we don't all pay enough attention to. I don't do that one primarily because I use a lot of free weights. Sure. But when you you can substitute free weights with grip strength exercises, which I didn't know that before, and then another physical therapist showed me how to do it. So if I don't if I go traveling and I don't have a seven or a ten pound set of free weights, I can do grip strength exercises, and and do the actual free weight exercise. Yep. But just do it with the super tight grip. So I don't know. Cool. Am, am I am I am I off track of what you're talking about? No, no. I, I think you know it's just one of those things that um, 
might get forgotten about <laughs> and, and you know until you get on your bike and you're you know especially early in the riding season um you know and i, I mean i've had a i've done 400 plus mile days uh, where you know, I, you know it just helps to be able to kind of move the pressure around or use your hand in a different way or uh, you know, uh, just give yourself a little bit of a break. Um, or, and you, you use know, the little the little handspring guys or the little foam pads for that. I I don't. I haven't needed to. I have a, a fitness trainer who is really out of this world spectacular. But it, you know, some of what he does, a lot of body weight stuff, and a lot of that incorporates. Uh, it's kind of there's a you know he calls it the gizmo, but there's like TRX style um, things where I'm you know I'm having to hold on to. Uh, handles or straps or something. And so I, I get that kind of grip strength through that process. Um, but, you know, you could get those little, uh, the foam things or the little spring things. I haven't ever played with them more than, you know, just at a, <laughs> if I'm somewhere and I see one, you know, I'm, I'm the, you know, the, the bad kid who they say don't touch the whatever and I pick it up and play with it. But, <laughs> you know, I haven't ever purchased one. Well, the handspring ones I could have, the foam ones, my cat would just annihilate in no time. There you go. You got to be mindful about the pets, you know, or is it a toy for the human or a toy for the pet? Yeah, well, he thinks my shoes are a toy right now and he's trashing them. <laughs> <laughs> all right folks that's our show for march of 2022 and we will be back next month lord knows what we'll be talking about but it'll be something related to motorcycles i'm pretty sure of that that's right thanks for hanging out with us everybody ride safe ride well ride often we'll see you in april the sound rider show was made possible by today's sponsors and the patience of everyone else involved, which is not to say we're doctors. Reproduction of this program in part or in whole is not legal without the express written consent of the podcast owner. But please be sure to share the link with all your Facebook friends. This program is a production of Mixed Media. The content and views of today's guests do not necessarily reflect the opinions of any major media conglomerate anywhere else in the world, including CBS, NBC, ABC, MotoGP, the BBC, PBS, NPR, the Discovery Network, or the Cartoon Channel. See you next time on the Sound Rider Show.